As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning and welcome to the travel and cruise industry news podcast. On this, the last day of August, 31st day of August, coming to you from somewhere between uh, Anchorage, Whittier, of course, Alaska, and Hubbard Glacier, which is uh, what's on the agenda for today. Uh, I hope the weather clears up by the time we get to the glacier because it is a dreary, yucky, rainy, dark, cold day up here. The seas are moderately rough. It's not really rough, rough, but it's just all around not a not a particularly pretty day. We do have a couple headlines this morning to get through today. The top story is, of course, more craziness in the Atlantic. We've got to balance that with the top news story, which is a man overboard on Wonder of the Seas. How about reusable booze bottles on cruise ships? Celebrity drops prepaid gratuities. Celebrity Beyond involved in a rescue of 200 migrants. 11 injured on a flight. All hospitalized. That and lots more at 11 o'clock this morning on the Travel and Cruise Industry News podcast. Today, folks, is International Cabernet Day. Now, y'all know I'm not a huge wine drinker, but I'll go along with this one. I'll have uh, some uh, Cabernet at dinner tonight. I don't know what I'm going to have at dinner tonight, so it might not be the right wine to have. But I'll have some during the day. So i got to celebrate International Cabernet Day, and I will do that. Uh, last night, uh, they got a, some things done that I normally haven't been getting done at night. We did have, we had a really nice, small, but a really nice uh, uh, solo meetup. And uh, Nate and Jenny and myself were there from our group. And had some ladies from Ontario that were there gentleman from Chicago, gentleman from, where was he from? 
somewhere in the Midwest. I forget now. But it was uh, it was an interesting, it was a fun group. Uh, so we're going to do that again tonight. Of course, Princess is one of the cruise lines they schedule it the first night, and then they forget about it. Well, we're going to keep it going, try to expand it some during the week. But it was a it was a nice, lively group last night, so that was fun. If you're listening by the podcast, you can always access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net, or wherever you get your podcast from. All the big hitters, the big guys, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, Stitcher, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, any of them. Just search for travel and cruise industry news, and voila, up pops the fat travel guy. Anytime you're listening to the podcast, if you ever want to jump over and see the, uh, the video feed for pictures, clips, interviews, whatever, that I may be using on that day's show, there's always a link in the description so you can do just that. Before we get to the news this morning, Kenneth and Robin were in Contarinas, Costa Rica, yesterday. And before I get to the pictures, I'll t- t- tell, you, tell you what Robin said. Uh, for dinner last night, we went to Planks. I'm not sure we have Planks on this ship, even though they're on the sister ship to this one. It's one of the specialty restaurants. If you have Princess Plush, you get two free specialty restaurants, but that does not include Crown Grill or Sabatini's. Now, we have that in our package. So maybe there is a Planks. I just haven't seen it yet. Uh, they have Planks for three days and switch to seafood for three days. Uh, that's going then back to Planks. Um, so you do have to make a reservation. Yes. We tried Planks last night and Ali recommended it. The Ken said, Jilly, I have a challenge for you. It's a lot of food, very good, but very filling. The potato chowder was excellent. That's good. Uh, it's nice to have a variety of food to choose from. You get to choose one appetizer, two meats, and a dessert. We could barely eat half of it. Yeah. Ken says he's gained 20 pounds already, and they're not even halfway through the cruise yet all right ken got a barbecued chicken and barbecued pork robin had barbecued chicken and i i just breaking up i can't see what the what uh what else robin had comes also with mac and cheese fries coleslaw beans good heavens dessert we got chocolate cake all right so this is from the emerald princess and uh that's in contarinas by the way folks i'm not 100 percent sure on the wi-fi i started just to stay down in my room but then it's been kind of goofy going off and on too but at least i've got my room warm they're not warm up here all right, that's Punta Venus. And one of the 
birds up in the trees. I love the birds there. I had fun walking it down. And that's that turned out pretty dark. But that's a couple more birds up in the tree. And then a nice uh, view of the sunset. All right, and here's the picture blanks. I believe that is Kenneth. This would be Robbins. And this is the dessert. Ooh, that looks good. So anyway, we're gonna have to try gonna have to try planks if they have that on this ship. And I'm not entirely sure if they do or not. All right, let's get the crazy Atlantic stuff out of the way first. With the weather, I hope, I trust everybody down in Florida survived yesterday. Again, my apologies for not uh, getting the show on yesterday. What happened, the uh, Wi-Fi in the hotel went out in the middle of the night when I was trying to research to set the show up. So by the time it got around, almost time to do the show, I had nothing. So I was pretty much forced to be. All right. On the weather map in the Atlantic, because there's nothing in the Pacific today, the depression becomes Tropical Storm Jose. It's about 785 miles east-southeast of Bermuda. Maximum sustained winds, 40 miles an hour. Currently moving to the north at 5. Pressure is 1,011. This general motion with an increase in forward speed is expected to continue for the next day or so before the system is absorbed by Franklin. That's what makes this kind of unusual. You know, Franklin's been hanging out on out there for 10 days. Franklin is moving further away from Bermuda, but it's still dangerous surf and rip current conditions continue along the mid-Atlantic and northeastern United States coastline. Franklin is currently about 200 miles north-northeast of Bermuda. 100 mile an hour maximum sustained wind still. The uh, present movement is east-northeast at 15, but the pressure still at 965, so that's I mean, that's low enough to, you know, for further formation, if we get the, the right kind of fuel, warm water anywhere. And then nobody seems to know about Franklin merging with Jose. What's that going to do to the main system? Currently, thankfully, it doesn't look like it's going to affect land. We hope. The center of Franklin should continue moving away from Bermuda. Life-threatening surf and rip current conditions are affecting Bermuda and the east coast of the United States. These conditions are expected to continue during the next day or so. And surely by then... That's going to start dissipating, but then who knows what the two merge together. Ah, this is just kind of funky to me. 
then, of course, we got Edalia. Heavy rainfall and life-threatening flash flooding continues in portions of eastern North Carolina this morning. Centers located about 45 miles south-southwest of Wilmington, North Carolina. Maximum sustained winds are still at 60. Present movement is to the east-northeast east, at 21 miles an hour. Though it's chunking along a pretty good pace. The uh, pressure's up to 991. Of course, it was down to like uh, 914 or something yesterday. An eastward to east-south eastward motion is forecast to begin later today. Continue through Saturday. Ideally, I will move just as offshore of the coast of North Carolina. Ideally, will then move over the Western Atlantic in the weekend. Little change of strength is expected today, but some gradual weakening could occur Friday and Saturday. Part of Tampa remained closed early this morning due to the huge wind field emanating behind Edalia. However, both Carnival Paradise and Serenade of the Seas, when I last checked, were heading toward Tampa uh, two days late, but neither one of them had reached the bridge yet. And it's still conditioned Zulu probably until they get to the bridge. And if they can get under the bridge safely, then they'll change condition Zulu at Port Tampa. It's the way I'm reading the tea leaves on it. All right, also, we got two little systems. In the east tropical Atlantic, an area of low pressure located just west of the Cabo Verde Islands, continues to produce showers and thunderstorms that are gradually becoming better organized. Environmental conditions appear conducive for additional development of this system, and a tropical depression is likely to form over the next couple of days. While the system moves west-northwestward to northwestward across the eastern tropical Atlantic. Interest in the Cabo Verde Islands should monitor the progress of this system. They're saying it's a pretty healthy likelihood that this is going to develop further. Uh, we're talking 70% chance in 48 hours and another 70% chance in the next days. Then in the central subtropical Atlantic, this is actually the remnants of Earth. Earlier satellite wind data indicated that a well-defined circulation has redeveloped with the remnants of Earth located several hundred miles north of the northern Leeward Islands. However, shower and thunderstorm activity is currently limited. The system has a short window for further development later today before environmental conditions become more uh, unfavorable for this as the system drifts slowly northeastward or eastward. Chance of development is 30% for the next uh, 48 hours and then 30% for the next seven days. So I'm not too worried about that. All right, guys. 
I'll be back with a couple of news stories after a quick word from one of our network sponsors. And the next story today has to deal with Wonder of the Seas. Actually, it's the lead story for today, as opposed to you know the weather that we've been talking about at nauseum. Shortly after 8 p.m. last night, a man overboard was reported on Royal Caribbean's Wonder of the Seas as it sailed toward Mexico. Crew members reportedly said it was a child. Passengers on Wonder of the Seas reported that the captain announced a search operation following an Oscar, Oscar, Oscar call indicating the man overboard situation. The ship turned south and dispatched a rescue craft to search for the missing person. The guests were advised of the situation. The search yielded no results as the ship was rerouted Cozumel to Grand Cayman because of the search, but because of another medical situation that came up on board the ship. Royal Caribbean has confirmed both incidents. Due to Hurricane Idalia, Wonder of the Seas changed the original Western Caribbean voyage is now sailing the modified itinerary. Nearly a dozen other cruise ships have been impacted by the two hurricanes in the Atlantic and the Gulf of Mexico in the last couple of days. An unrelated medical emergency cut short the search after only about two and a half hours for the overboard man as the wonder of the seas uh, decided to sail off with the ill or injured passenger to the Cayman Islands. It now appears that the overboard guest was a 19-year-old man from Texas, teenager, not a child. So, not a good situation. All right, the next story this morning was, uh, it's one I've got questions about. Maybe somebody... Somebody in the chat room will know the answer to it. You will now experience sustainability firsthand on the Carnival Horizon, Carnival Celebration, and Carnival Sunrise with Echo Totes reusable liquor bottles. What? Essentially, it's a reusable container that will be used to serve Bacardi rum, one of the most ordered drinks on cruise ships. For the next three months, a special version of Eco Spirits reusable glass packaging will be placed on select bars of the three ships. The patent pending uh, design has been specifically made for maritime use and features red and silver Bacardi-branded smart pours. When the dispenser is emptied, it will be cleaned and refilled for further use. This simple change can eliminate up to 95% of Cruz's single-use packaging. Each dispenser replaces four Bacardi's Superior Rum bottles. It can be reused around 100 times. This creates a closed 
loop packaging method that reuses materials instead of throwing them away. All right, so my question is, folks, you got this, this thing that'll hold four bottles of booze. So whatever kind of a four thing, spout thing, whatever it is, you go through four bottles of booze. Now you can wash this thing out and reuse it. Reuse it. Oh, what the hell are you going to refill it with? If you get four more bottles of booze and just pour it into the tank, you haven't saved anything. Are they going to have a drum of rum and you just pump it in? So then you got to buy booze by the drum and store that. I don't get this thing. Maybe Carnival knows of something more than I know. But I'd sure like to get some answers on how functionally this is going to work. But then I'm leaving. All right. We actually have two stories from Celebrity. First, here's the forthcoming changes that Celebrity announced. Commencing on October the 4th, newly acquired all-included packages will encompass a range of enhancements. These uh, encompass classic drinks and basic Wi-Fi, both extended to all occupancy within the stateroom. These uh, inclusions will persist in offering substantial cost savings, ranging from 200 to 800 bucks a person when measured against onboard rates. It's notable, however, that the prepaid gratuities will no longer be integrated within this particular package. So if you're on Celebrity and you have a package that's roughly similar to what I have on Princess this week, they're not going to let you have the prepaid gratuities. Why? I mean, that's just a matter of bookkeeping. I mean, you know, whatever the rate is for the gratuities, that's what they prepaid into the pack. I, I don't get that one either. So anyway, going away with the prepaid gratuities. Now, I'm, I'm never upset over gratuities of anything for the group because they do such a phenomenal job. And most of you know, not only do they get the gratuities, the daily gratuities from me, but there's always a little extra to it, especially for my room steward, or if there's two of them, two room stewards. Generally, a couple of the bartenders around the ship. And of course, the two waiters that take care of my table in the dining room, main dining room. So, and I'm not going to change that no matter what's done with the daily gratuities, but then that's me. All right, the other celebrity story, Celebrity Beyond cruise ship halted a luxury Mediterranean voyage to aid in a rescue operation. The liner changed course, skipping Catania, Sicily, to assist a Coast Guard operator.
operation already underway aimed at rescuing 200 migrants stranded in the Mediterranean. Previously set to visit Santorini, Mykonos, Istanbul, Kusadasi, and uh, Piraeus over a 12-day journey before docking in Naples, the ship departed from Port Civitavecchia on uh, Monday. Passengers were informed by the captain the next day that the ship would participate in the rescue of migrants whose vessel had broken down at sea. The Italian Coast Guard successfully transferred the migrants, 200 plus, onto the cruise ship. Let's hope the cruise ship wasn't full. <laughs> Yo. So, and I don't know how they do it over there as far as you know, handing them off to other people. All right, this is uh, kind of a rough story this morning. Happened yesterday. 11 people were hospitalized after a Delta Airlines flight hit severe turbulence on approach to Atlanta. A Delta, a Delta spokesman told, no, this wasn't yesterday. It was Tuesday. A Delta spokesman told USA Today that flight 175 was en route to Atlanta from Milan when it encountered the bumps. According to Delta, the flight was carrying 151 passengers and 14 crew members and was operated by Airbus A350 aircraft. Crew members and passengers were both among the injured, but the extent of those injuries was not disclosed by the airline. All right, that's the news for today, folks. Let's jump over in the chat room and see who's fussing at me this morning or what I forget to do or whatever. All right. Go up here to the top. Gretchen's with us. Hi, Gretchen. Katie's here. There's Melissa out in Phoenix. Hi, Melissa. Mike's with us. From over in the UK. I need a sip of Diet Coke, folks. Got to juice up the pipes here this morning. And then I got to go take a nap. Started to tell you about last night. Still have to do this. Nikki's with us. Joanne's with us. There's Elizabeth. Wayne Diaz from lovely Cozumel. Chile, it's Alaska. Of course, it's rainy, dreary, and gray. That's why I'm not there. That's what it is. Rainy, dreary, and gray. Okay. So... Last night we had a, a, a nice dinner with, uh, you know, part of our our group. Just, you know, we don't have a huge group because we lost several of the people that were going to be on this cruise due to medical issues. But uh, you know, we had we had a nice uh, a nice dinner last night in Vivaldi one to ninety. A sensation in me. It just everything about it was good. Only it was late that later than I'm used to eating. Our reservation was for 740. So 
you know, that's getting around close to nine o'clock by the time we're done with dinner. And I got to get up at like two in the morning to start researching and checking on things to do the show for today. So they talked me into going to the show, which was a comedian. I forget his name. And we got there about 15 minutes early. So I was sitting around a few minutes waiting for people to come. And it wasn't a huge crowd. But it was a decent crowd. And this guy was a comedian that's been on the David Letterman show or something. I made it through, I don't know, five or six minutes of really bad jokes. And I said, nah, that's it. I'm going to bed. So I fired up the scooter and backed out. I don't know if we, I haven't talked to Nate or anybody to see if it got any better. But the, the first five or six minutes of the show, let's just say it was awfully slow. Uh, one of the things that I was sharing with Elizabeth uh, uh, earlier today, I, I now I have not had time to do a thorough study of any of the decks on the ship. I'm going to start on that today. Uh, but so far I've been in been in or checked five or six ADA restrooms. Not one of them. Even though they're marked ADA compliant. There's not an automatic door on any of them. I was just in one this morning where, how to explain this, it, it was, a, a, you turn into a vestibule and then there's a, a men's room on the left and kind of back on the right was the, the uh, handicap accessible restroom. So I had to take the scooter and hook around, I don't not 360, but close, you know, make a, a big time right-hand turn. There's no automatic door. So I pushed the door open. It wasn't as heavy as some have been, but still it, it wouldn't stay open by itself. So I had to fight to keep it open, got the scooter inside. And the only way I could get the scooter in so the door would close was to pull it over toward the wall across the front of the toilet, turn the wheels to the right so I could get it a four or five inches forward, and then get the damn door closed behind me. And then I backed, after the door was closed, then I backed up where the door had been open so I could get out of the way of the toilet with the scooter so I could take care of business, okay? Now, I took care of business. That was okay. I got back on the scooter. I have room to turn the damn thing around. And I mean, I, I'm pretty good with that. And I tried and back and forth and back and forth. And so eventually, I had to go back in that same position 
jammed in front of the toilet with the front wheel turned to the right as far as it would go, reached back behind me, opened the door, push it open, back the scooter back to hold it open, and then start Jimmy and the scooter back and forth, holding the damn door open to get back out of the bathroom. It probably took me 20 minutes a pee with all that shenanigans and one new bruise on an arm. I'm sure it's going to bruise because one time bang against the door. So I'm also this morning going to go down and see if I can talk to anybody that knows anything about special needs uh, things on this ship. Now, other things have been really well. Embarkation was great, again. Well handled, especially for the disabled community. Well done. Uh, so, and staff has been phenomenal. Of course, the food so far has been outstanding. Um, I haven't seen any, well, there are a couple not quite blockers, but you know, I've, I've had things before where there's like three inch lips that I just can't get over. So as a matter of fact, this doorway, if you go, I'm in the inside pool area right beyond the Lido, the marketplace, the buffet. And then that way is the outdoor pool, which obviously it's called. Well, if you go on that way to get to the elevator, there's about an inch and a half to a two inch lip. It's enough. I can get over it with a big thump. If I'm coming from inside out to go across it, the bottom of the scooter actually scrapes as it goes over that. Up. So and I talked to them about that too. Yeah, I've seen that two different places. No issues so far with steps. There's always been a ramp available. There was a ramp into the theater last night. Um, I was on the upper deck of the theater. So the, the, you know, the seating was at the back row, but that's okay. I'm used to that. Uh, if I do stay awake long enough to do another show, you know, maybe this weekend when I don't have to get up two o'clock in the morning to put together the show for the day. I guess, you know, it's still, it's seven, what is it? 7.30 here now, ship's time. Um, maybe I'll go to a lower deck and see what the handicap seating is like there. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm gonna have to talk to these folks about some accessibility issues it looks like. Uh, clearly, there are some things that need attention on this ship. So, all right, there's Kenneth with us. Kenneth is, uh, let's see, is it tomorrow or Saturday? Sa I think Saturday they go through the Panama Canal. They're getting ready to get down there into traffic, the boat traffic going through the canal. I want, I'm interested to see how much of that there is. 
And Kenneth, I am totally enjoying um, yours and Robin's pictures and stories and the food that you've been eating. That's awesome. She'll only take a day or two off this cruise. Yeah, I took a day off yesterday. But, yeah, no. I, there's times, yes, that I'd like to. And I, when I'm hosting a cruise, if I've got a big group, you know, I've got 30, 40 people that I'm taking care of. I may take more time off then. Uh, I'm not doing that on this cruise, even though it was set to be that. It just didn't develop that way. Um, but to take the time off, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to still do everything I do. Yeah, I might go back to the room now and take a nap. Because I was up later than normal last night. But, um, you know, Joanne, I still love what I do. I love researching and, and putting the show together and seeing what all is happening around the world uh, in, a, in this industry that we all love. Uh, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed doing my interviews. I, I'd like to have more time to put into contacting and booking people to do uh, interviews at the starting of the, of the show. I mean, I'd love to, since this is a podcast, you know, that's where my biggest numbers are coming from, the podcast portion of this conglomeration. Um, it would be nice to have a, a regular flow of guests again. Yesterday, I must have had four or five people uh, that I didn't know on this cruise ask me about Emma. I said, well, yeah, I know Emma. Good heavens. She's been on my show 10 or 15 times. I know Emma. I know Emma's mama. I know Emma's daddy. I know Emma's boyfriend, Jono. Yeah. But it was, it was that was just for some reason yesterday, a number of people recognized me and wanted to know about Emma. So. Yeah, I'd like to get back to doing more of that. I mean, you know, it's been fun having you know, Christy on a lot. Of course, I, I've worked with Christy now on on things. I work with Sylvia now on other things. So, yeah. Cindy's here. Hi, Cindy. I'm really glad you guys all survived the storm. There wasn't any major damages at least we know about anybody there's hot air tom hello everyone finally able to attend the show we're in bahava today my excursion is a bit later later hot air tom you need to get off the boat and get some lobster while you're there This is a tender port. Yes, it is. Windy but sunny. The wave action looks a bit rough. Hope I can get a tender shortly before noon. There's Steve out of Kentucky. Steve says, good morning to everyone. 
Kenneth says points and the seafood is on deck 15 app behind the buffet. Okay, on this ship, there's a, there are some differences because the buffet is deck 14. So I thought they were sister ships. I thought I really did think they were identical. So your ship's a little bigger than this one. I haven't been on the other side of the buffet. I'll do that right after I get on the show to go check out the app on 14 and see if it's there. And I've been one of, I think one of the girls that's with Nate uh, took care of booking the dinner last night. I didn't. But I, I've got to check with them and see what they've got planned. I haven't even looked to see what's booked for tonight. I just don't even think in those terms. If somebody else does it, fine. If not, I'll just go, you know, find a seat someplace in the dining room. I'm okay with that, too. Uh, Nikki says that Italia was a big fizzle for us in Jacksonville. Good. She went north of us. We had some wind that knocked uh, down palm fronds and a weak section of fence, otherwise no damage. Thank goodness. Very good, Nikki. Kenneth asked what port you're at, uh, hot air time. That's Bar Harbor, Maine. Kenneth, I was worried about you and Roger, hot air time says. Yeah, me too. And Bonnie. Yeah, I always worry about bonding and storms. And you got Cindy's over there on the Tampa side. And we got uh, we got um, Bethany's in Tampa. And of course it you know thankfully, I mean yeah, Tampa got some of it, but the direct hit that I thought was gonna happen closer to Tampa went well north of there. So I went along out to sea. But yeah, I just, uh, you know, I'm like an, an old mother hen when it comes to these storms because, you know, so many of you guys are down there. Clark. Uh, yeah, Hunter Thompson's bar, harbor. A perfect port for chili, a harbor with a bar for his adult beverages. Absolutely. I'm drinking Woodford Reserve on this ship. They didn't have any of the other bourbons that I've been drinking lately. And Woodford Reserve was uh, was the best of the bourbons that I, what I could see. So, and I, I like Woodford Reserve. It's not, I don't like it. Yeah, that's perfectly good now. So, uh, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying, I guess I'm, I'm enjoying having a drink package after, you know, a week I didn't have a drink package. Uh, Cindy says we are also okay here just north of Tampa. Just lots of coastal flooding. We had rain and winds with no damage. Good. Kenneth asked if hot air time's going on the epic with me in January. Um, Kenneth, I did, I started some of the work on getting your prices for your group 
last night and uh-oh, it just flashed that my battery is going down. Wow, that shouldn't have happened this quickly. All right, guys, I'm going to end up the show. I'll see everybody back here tomorrow. Maybe I'll do a live stream later on today. All right, that's going to wrap up the show for today, folks. As always, stay safe, stay healthy. Think about cruising, and hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas. Have a fantastic day, everybody. Everybody tomorrow morning. Later, y'all. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry, so if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply.